Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like practical tips about really complicated things like you're gonna hear today, Then you will also love my new course called The Sticky Habit Method. In it, you'll get the practical know-how you need to be confident in creating habits that last. You can find it at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. Are you a worrier? There are definitely different levels of worry, and I think they come and go in our lives, these periods of intense worry. But today we want to focus on the type of worry when you feel stuck, ruminating on things outside of your control, especially when life throws you curveballs. I found myself ruminating over a few such curveballs recently from big to small. They included being anxious about a lesson I needed to teach that was really complex um, at church, uh, debating or uh, whether or not to buy a used van <laughs> to replace our other well-used van, and really 
thinking deeply about the future of one child, <laughs> like the ominous, like decades, hence future. If you can relate, today you will hear an interview with Kelly Wolf, a longstanding author and coach, and one well familiar with worry too. She's here to teach us and help us to know what to do when we're worrying so much. We will start by quickly discussing flow as it's part of the title of Kelly's new book, Flow, Finding Love Over Worry. But this is a kind of flow that's different than what you might think or be familiar with. It's more of a practice to help you combat worry. So before we begin about these levels of worry that I mentioned at the beginning, there's definitely a difference between worry and chronic clinical anxiety. And Kelly and I know that. So we want to encourage you before we start to be compassionate enough with yourself to note the difference and take care of yourself, including getting professional help if needed. I love this conversation with Kelly for so many reasons, but the one I want to leave you with before we begin the interview is that this chat will help you understand worry better and it will help you know what to begin to do about it both deeply and practically. Kelly Wolf, welcome to About Progress. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I, I love you already. And I think my audience is just going to not only love you, but love what you bring to the table today because it's so unique. I, I haven't really heard about this very much. And I also think it's immediately applicable to what we face every day as really busy women with a lot of responsibilities. And we hear the word flow a lot right now. You know, we hear about, you know, with work or creativity or other ways, but you have a different perspective on flow and, and your own take on it. So I would yeah. love for you to just introduce that idea to us and how you came to discover what you think of flow. It's funny that you said that flow, the most used word ever that I made the title of my book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. So what it was for me is I'm a coach just similar to you. And over the 10 years that I was coaching, this is pretty early on in my, in my career, I would hear people talk about flow. They would be just talking about whatever yeah. and they would say, oh, and then I was just in flow and it was so good. <laughs> so whenever somebody talks about flow, their energy completely shifts. They mm -hmm. become elevated. It's the most delicious, yummy vibration and coaches would know this or anybody who's been coach would know this. So what I did, I didn't tell the people that I was just doing this as I was working, I started to look for a pattern mm. or some kind of trajectory. And I noticed over time, and it was probably over the course of, I would say two years that there was a pretty consistent pattern, which was if a person felt the state of flow and identified it as such, they had done something. They had chose love, gratitude, over fear and worry. Mm. And that held true if the flow state was brought upon by surfing or skydiving, as well as the flow state of driving your car when all the things just get glittery and wonderful and you don't even know why. They both were true. It was something that happened in the mind that love and gratitude took over from fear and worry and concern. And then it just happened every time. So then my next process was what if I worked on this with people? What if we started to challenge it and work on it? Could we get a hold of the flow state? You know, it seems like this elusive thing that you don't get to have unless you're just lucky and it passes you by, or you jump out of an airplane. 
both things are not true. So over time, I noticed, yes, this is actually, this is true. Flow for me is finding love over worry for Mm -hmm. anybody that doesn't know. Mm-hmm. finding love over worry. And it sounds both too simple and too complicated all at the same time. Yeah. As but all we'll good more, things do. It's all good. Right? We'll talk more about it as, as we keep talking, but that's really where it, it, where it started. I love hearing the origins of this because you really were just in the weeds of doing the work, you know, for yourself and for the women that you work with but I, I'm a how girl and maybe you are too. I always just want to know. So how, how, and I, I love that. That's how you came to discover this is, is, is to have this pattern so that we can then replicate it. I want to, before we teach them more about how to start doing this and, and, and we'll also say, you know, read the book, obviously that's going to be a lot more. In-depth. That will help. <laughs> yeah. That will help a, a lot. Yeah, for sure. I want to just ask you though, did you at first think this could only be applied to important, I'm putting this in quotes, Mm -hmm. scenarios, you know, like Mm -hmm. a really important state of creativity or a really important conversation. And, and then how were you able to then translate that to actual real life situations too? We all want to live in more peace. You know, every single one of us wants to live in more peace. It's why self-help books are the most purchased books on earth and also Mm -hmm. the least read little fun side note we buy them but we don't read them Mm -hmm. there's a draw to it there's a desire to find out flow as a concept and as a state of mind is feels like this big complicated thing big books have been written about this big Mm -hmm. studies have been done about it my curiosity was not can you just consistently be wandering around like you just jumped out of an airplane because that's impossible yeah. or like but a meditative could, state or, or, you know? or whatever that yeah. is. But could we be a seeking more peace consistently throughout the day and B, could it just be, I'm going to say an 80, 20 life or even yeah. a 70, 30 life. Uh-huh. Could what 70% do you mean by that? of the time I feel more joyful and peaceful, mm. even just peace. Let's take flow out of it okay. and, and call it peace or joy, could I have that more than the other? Which one gets to take the front seat? I think oftentimes, I don't know, and I just use this from friends and clients and just observing the world. We, I don't know if it's happened in the last two years or if we've kind of always been this way. We don't, we tend the other direction. You know, we tip towards fear. more frantic, more fear, yeah. more worry than the other. And no person on planet earth is going to be a hundred percent of the time in flow, peace, calm. No, no one, literally no one, no great mass no person. Yeah. Suffering is inevitable. Suffering mm-hmm. is part of the human experience. For me, it was, we were, we will suffer. You will have incredibly complicated experiences. If you are lucky enough to live, you know, to keep going and we need tools to not then get trapped in worry. That's my biggest, biggest lesson because the things, the hard things will keep coming, but you can, we all can, we mm-hmm. can literally lodge ourselves in a state of mind that is riddled with worry, concern, and fear. You mm-hmm. can also lodge yourself in a state of mind that is committed to seeking joy, seeking flow and seeking peace. Thank you.
it makes yeah. us more, it makes us more reachable, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because before I thought it's really hard for me to just switch my thoughts and control them all the time. Now I've done a lot of work on that. A lot yeah. of, you know, cognitive therapy, also coaching stuff like that. Yeah. So I know it's not a hundred. It's not that easy. No, 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 no. But even with that, it helps me reframe what flow even looks like that. It really is just, just that little bit more of a push and a reaching for peace, for love. Let's, let's do this in, in a context that might really help the woman put it to practice too. Like, and I'm, I'm thinking about this in terms of curveballs. you know, we get curveballs thrown at us. And some of them are like little seed curveballs, just, you know, someone getting sick in your family, right. When you mm-hmm. have to be somewhere and do something, like, things like that happening. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. big seed curveballs, you know, like illness or like I, the past couple of years, the big seed curveballs for me have been my children, like literally having nervous breakdowns during yeah. COVID, you Same. know? Same. Yeah. So let's apply that. How, how can flow the state of, you know, seeking for more peace how can it apply to both of those? Yeah. Big C, little C. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a great fun irony for you or not, or who knows who cares. <laughs> I am sitting in this day, in this moment, in this minute, in this hour, in a big C curveball mm. and more than one, actually, <laughs> definitely more than one. So yeah, here's the beauty of the universe. I am being, have I listened to the things that I believe are the truth and the way you know, I wrote this book called flow, finding love over worry. I didn't make this up. Mm-hmm. You know, this was made up thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. I have put it into a package that I think is memorable, accessible, and is something you can, when you're falling down the hill, you can mm-hmm. go, what was that thing again? What was that thing? And you can grab it. It's like a, it's like a parachute. parachute cord, you know, and that's, was important to me, but this isn't new part of actually the flow practice. Ironically is we must first take care of ourselves. That is paramount key, everything. Mm -hmm. So everything around me, it goes me, then my children, my husband, my family, then my town, Mm -hmm. then blah, blah, blah. And it keeps going out from there. So I am in a current state of myopic care so Mm -hmm. that I can be conscious about what's happening around me and what's happening next, but here's how it works for me. So here's an exact example. Last night, two nights ago, I found myself on what I call the worry train. So worry for those of you who need a definition is a ruminating thought typically based in a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So worry is not an emotion. We have to delineate that. It's not an emotion. Worry is a thought. And it likes to stay with you. It likes to hang out. It tends to not have solutions. It just is icky. It's almost <laughs> it's an action bit. too, right? Because yeah, I mean, when I think about worrying, even if you're thinking about it as a thought, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me act different too. Totally. Our energy changes. We, we, we make poor decisions. So I don't want to jump too far ahead of this, but when we get stuck there and when that becomes our operating system, way past the big C curveball, you'll still be there. You'll look at the world through the lens of, of, of fear and worry. And I'm very conscious of that and very careful of that. I don't want to stay here forever. I can tell you that right now in that feeling, in that sensation. 
So one of the tools that I use when I'm in the big C, so I'm talking, I'm a 3am wake, wake up big C like panic button, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? That one's fun. (laughs) And it's like, you, you're, you're half asleep. You're kind of awake and you can't, you're just in it. And it's so icky Mm -hmm. and it feels so scary and horrible. And then you like go from one scary to the next. that doesn't even have anything to do with anything. Like what if my dog gets hit by a car? I mean, it's just the most absurd pile on. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I do, and this, we can probably get into this in a minute in the flow work. It's stop. I say this out loud. Hold on. Hold on, sweet girl. Hold on. You are worrying right now. I have to name it. You are worrying right now. The next thing I do is I look around the room and I go, okay, I'm in. So I'm actually currently at my parents' house right now, not living here, but just, we're just visiting here. And I go, oh, you're in, you're in your parents' house. And there's that thing over there that you recognize. And there's that. And I'll slowly, your body will start to calm down a little bit. And then I start to tell myself some things that are good in that moment. You know, in this particular moment, my daughter had come and gotten my bed and she was sleeping there. I'm like, Oh, she's okay. There's my daughter. She's safe. She's good. There's my dog. Oh, they're safe. They're good. Okay. Had a great meal last night. That's amazing. What a, what a lucky person I am that my tummy is full right now. Okay. This sounds so simplistic and I do not want people to think that it's that easy and that simplistic. However, because worry is a thought and those are thoughts, they can be in the same room with each other. You know what I'm saying? One gets to win over the other. If that makes sense, I can't control what's happening. You know, I can't, I can't stop, like you said, a big illness or the big scary curveballs, but I can choose to, in that moment, to calm my body down. I can choose to look at the world and the lens through what is right instead of what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then what I often say to myself, and this is so interesting, I usually fall back asleep, which I love. You know, it's like, oh, right. Okay. We're good. I fall back asleep. And sometimes before I fall asleep, I say, we can work on this tomorrow. I mean, I just say it out loud. Like, Mm -hmm. don't worry. I mean, (laughs) we'll work on this tomorrow. This isn't the time for it. That's actually happening to me right now. And that's actually the practice that I believe in. And it sounds like hyperbole and it sounds like I loved your podcast because it's what you said. We're not robots. There is no thing that works fast and quick and it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. It is impossible. It is a slow process built brick by brick, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it's got to ha- It's just going to be like that forever. There is no destination. There is no there there. So let's just get that off the table. <laughs> you know, we can't, that's not real. So this is the practice that I use to pull myself back to center. And then the next day, maybe another curveball comes, right? But at least I didn't, I'm not staying, I'm not sticking and I'm not building a house on the worry hill. Ooh, that to me totally sums up exactly what this is for. Cause it's not like you're neglecting the worries or ignoring them or putting your head in the sand. No, It's how you're showing up to them and showing up as your full self, which also is a self that's allowed to to feel the negative feelings too. So oh, I like yes. that you give yourself permission. Can we, uh, can we talk on that a little bit more? Cause that's the yeah. thing I feel like women in my community really struggle with is mm-hmm. they either do the all or nothing with this, where they say, anytime I feel a negative emotion, 
I should just change my thought and completely do away with that emotion No, no. or they don't even try because it's so hard to do, but, but it's still an all or nothing frame in their mind. 100%, right. Correct. So how do we still make space for the negative emotions? And I, I, and I think, you know, the proper processing too, of letting them be part of it too. I, I, I know this is how you view things, but explain yeah. that to, to these women who are struggling with, well, that. I would love to meet the person who doesn't have emotions or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember back in the day, like power, positive thinking. And, and yep. it's like that, you could the toxic positivity. Is, yes. Thinking, you can yeah. think that this is the power of positive thinking, but when you dive into it, you'll understand that it is, that it is not. It's really to identify the difference between what is an active experience that needs my attention versus what is worry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Worry, not productive okay. experiences that are hard and challenging. There's lots of productive things that are uncomfortable. Mm. Worry isn't really one of them. So it's about knowing that you are worrying as, as corny as it might sound or feel it's really knowing when it's happening. And here's what I think your, your listeners will feel. And this is what I feel. We think worry is doing something. We actually think it's, it's helping, you know, if I think hard enough and long enough about this one negative thing, I'll come up with some solution. But what we have found is the solutions tend to come when we have removed the clutter of our mind, let's say in a meditation mm-hmm. or okay. on a walk or not that, not that grind of the mm. mind, you know, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. actually really do anything. It's such yeah. a bruiser to take that <laughs> in because man, it feels like it does, but the more you unpack it, you realize that it, that isn't real. So you're always going to worry. You're always going to feel it. And in this case, we're going to say, I see you. That is worry. I'm not, we're going to, I'm still going to feel bad. So like if we use that example from last night, I'm still really scared about what Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I I am, it's a lot. There's a lot of dynamics that are going on and I feel the whole range of emotions and I have children, you have children. So I'm feeling through them, you know, we're all the same. All of us on planet earth are processing things that way. But what I really, really catch myself on is when I get on the worry roller coaster, I can still be scared and feel what I'm feeling, but it's not going to help me to go. Okay. Well, if we, if we move to that town, then what if my son got bullied in that school? And then I, and then And then in three years, he was, he, this happened. And then in four, do you know, you guys all, please, I hope everybody knows what I'm talking about. 100%. Okay. That's worry. Mm -hmm. The ruminating over negative ruminating thought. Is that productive? That would be a question I would ask everybody listening right now. Take a moment and ask yourself that exact line of thinking that I just said, is that productive? Mm -hmm. Really challenge that for a minute. I think most of us when challenging it would say, no, it's not. Some of us would be like, isn't it? Because I do have control. You don't, we don't have control. I don't have control over three years from now, whether or not my son will, you know, fall off his bike. I mean, it's like, (laughs) I just don't have control and it won't matter what town I live in, whether those things happen. Mm -hmm. So just the things that we can hold on to, they truly are not serving us. So that's, I, I, I hope I'm identifying the difference between the two, because I would be horrified 
if any person read my book or worked with me and thought that my goal was to say, don't feel your emotions, replace your thought with something else and move on. No, 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 no. It is definitely not that. It's a lot more nuanced yeah. and ironically, a lot more simple. <laughs> Next up, you will hear Kelly share some deeper and more practical tips on what to do with this worry. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. If your worry is becoming super chronic and you find yourself stuck in the problems rather than the solutions, maybe it's time to consider professional help, including with better help. I've been to therapy myself three times in my life and for different reasons from eating disorders to relationship struggles to depression. But at the heart of each of those times, I knew that it was time and I needed help to get unstuck and faster than I could do on my own. Thankfully, each experience taught me to ask for help sooner and more often. And my last coaching experience was five years and it was all done virtually. If you're ready to get unstuck with thought patterns, with anger, with depression, anxiety, relationship struggles, and more, check out BetterHelp. It's therapy that's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash progress today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash progress. I'm just going to glean what I learned from you about this. And, and you can tell me if I'm, if I'm on the right track. Yeah. Worry, like you said, is not an emotion. It's a thought. It's the ruminating over negative outcomes, yeah. but harder emotions, uncomfortable emotions can still be productive. And those are the ones we want to move through and process and allow to still be in the room. And even, you know, worry, like you said, can still be there, but not what you're building the house on. Is that the, the difference? Yes. And here's it. Here's the thing too. If we try, and you and I have a similar brain, if we try to understand it right here, right now, we won't, it's not Mm, for our thinking to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also for, again, like I said, I didn't come up with this. It's, it is the, the way that is the way, you know, mm. whether, whether you're looking at Buddhism or the fundamentals of, of any faith, it's faith mm-hmm. by definition Yeah, that can you say, I feel really scared. Okay. This is me. I feel really scared about these big decisions and the things that are, that are coming to our table. I feel overwhelmed. I definitely feel anxious. I feel all these things which one of those is a guidepost. They're all here to guide me. They're all here to serve me. None of this is here to abuse you and hurt you. You know, you are made in perfect order. So I think when emotions are coming to your table, listen to them. Hmm. They are really crucial. And, you know, something Martha Beck said one time that really stuck in my head was when something feels warm, walk that way. Hmm. When it doesn't, don't, right? In this case, worry is not going to help you. (laughs) Fear is going to help you. You know, that pit in your stomach that you just want it to go away, that's helping you. They're guideposts. 
Hmm. Right. So this would take a whole other podcast where we would get into a, a more dynamic consideration of what happens when we fall into say clinical depression, you know, what's Mm -hmm. happening to our brain Mm -hmm. flow is not for you. If you are suffering from clinical depression, I stayed at the very beginning of the book. I would not like to see any person my backgrounds in clinical psychology as well. And I would not want to see anybody in clinical, a clinical state trying to do this work right here, right now that there's, there's therapy is going to be really helpful you know, all kinds of different things. I won't even get into it. For me, this work is a little bit more beneficial when you've got your, your bearings, life is manageable, but you're finding yourself really falling into that trap more often than you would like. That's where we want to begin. That's like getting sucked into the curveballs. Yeah. And and just trying to navigate those. Yeah. This is, but you're not drowning. Yes. I'm so glad you differentiate that because so many don't. And that's where, again, women get in the patterns of being like, that didn't work. And they blame themselves, which kind of makes them keep spiraling. So thank you for doing that. So let's say women are ready to, they're the, they're the ones we're speaking to. Like they're the ones who are not in the clinical zone, but they're, they're ready to kind of try to practice this a little bit. Yeah. Or they're they're just tired of getting stuck in that icky spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah what are some ways that they can start? You talked about that own practice you did in the middle of the night. That was mm-hmm. a great one. I thought, but where, what else could they do or any tips that you have for them? The, okay. You're going to laugh. I'm so hesitant to give quick tips because, and I'll tell you why I can, I'm definitely going to give you something because I won't walk away without giving you anything. But what I will also say is my sweet loves, all of us, myself included, this is a journey. <laughs> there is no there there Mm. although you should say oh there there (laughs) yeah 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 but there is no there there you aren't going to get somewhere it's not going to magically stop you you know you're not gonna arrive you'll never sometimes you're gonna open your toolbox when you're building your house and some days you're gonna need a hammer and some days you're gonna need a shovel Mm. and some days you're gonna need you know a wrench it's, do you have them all in your toolbox? If you just have a hammer, you're going to smash them all to bits every single time you try to work on something. Maybe something needs a little bit more nuance. Mm. These are tools that are built to help you through the course of your life, not to magically fix, change and fix something. Yeah. It's a slow process, but it's a worthy process. We speak the same language, Kelly. Yeah. And this someday, is great. yeah, someday, some way, somehow, let me put it this way. If you are uncomfortable enough, you'll start looking, seeking. If we're building a house, you're going to go to Home Depot and you're going to buy those five classic tools that you mean to begin. But your house isn't built yet and you know it can't be yet, but you're ready for that process because mm-hmm. what you know is that house is going to protect you. It will be a safe haven. It will be someplace that you can count on. Then God forbid it gets taken out by a tornado. That would be a big C, wouldn't it? Right? Yes. That might be clinical depression. You will rebuild. It's just going to be a bit harder. But typically that house that we're looking to build by starting the work is the place where we're going to feel like we can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. under that roof, you got to build the house, you mm-hmm. know, that's part of the, the thing. And I imagine that your audience has already built 
their houses or has a lot of tools already in their boxes and all the things. So if you still find yourself not having found the tools that, that are truly helpful, keep looking. And, and, you know, of course I'm going to say, look at flow, but then I'm going to say, if it doesn't resonate with you, don't stop there. Mm -hmm. This isn't your problem. This isn't your lack of ability. This is not hearing it in the right form just yet, you know, to get to that toolbox that works for you and to get to that house that is protecting you from the storm. Mm -hmm. You have to start. These are habit shifts. These are brain mm -hmm. chemistry shifts. They happen slowly and over time. You know, everybody loves the, the to compare sort of how we shift our brain to how we shift our body. If I want to lose a hundred pounds, it's not going to happen overnight. I'm going to have to commit to a slow journey. And also likely the faster I do it, the more likely I am to return to that weight versus mm -hmm. The slower I do it, the more likely I am to live out the rest of my time, you know, in, in, a, in a way that I feel comfortable with or how, whatever my goal is. The same works for our spiritual growth and our spiritual development. So my, my one tip is just begin and it's okay. And even if you felt like you've begun a thousand times before, begin again mm -hmm. or keep adding, but for fun, quick tips, <laughs> Because I like both. They're yeah, they're fine. Yeah, you know, both. they're fine. I actually start my book with what I call the foundations of flow, because I don't believe that any of us can truly do this work if you haven't first put the foundation and just to completely push that metaphor right into the ground. If you I put a it. house without a foundation, might be cute, might get some good wallpaper, you know, and some great lighting fixtures, but good luck the second one thing happens, you know, mm -hmm. that sucker's going down and there goes all your cute work. So for this, I say we need three things. Every human needs them. I call them the three M's and they stand for munch, move and meditate. Again, mm -hmm. folks, this yep. might feel annoying. I get it. Cause we're all like, I know, I know. However, you might relate to this. How many times have you worked with somebody and they're just in a fit and you say, well, what did you eat today? I had coffee this morning. Okay. <laughs> you can go into the kitchen, get a banana and then call me back. You know, I mean, we, these are so <laughs> simple and silly, Yeah. but They're nourish true. your body, try mm -hmm. to nourish your body in the morning. Just do that one small thing. However small it is mm -hmm. meditate. I do this in my book and I'm not just trying to plug the book, but I want, I, it's important for me to delineate. I've never been successful at classic meditation techniques like transcendental meditation. I was trained in it. I just can't, I struggle. I'm not going to can't, I'm crying, but I just struggle with it. So I've shifted my meditation practice to consistent things that I do throughout the day. Ooh. One of them I call wash the hair when I'm in the shower and I'm washing my hair, your family's going to think something's gone completely awry. You can either say it in your head or you can say it out loud. I just say, wash the hair, wash the hair, wash the hair, wash the hair while I'm doing it. And the reason why is because the alternative is something to the effect of, did I pick up the kids at this time? Where did I put that <laughs> present? Who's, did I not call back? What email did I not check? Okay. You guys all understand. The ruminating. Right? Yeah. Ruminating. There's two choices. One is I 
identify what I'm doing in the moment, stay in it, mm-hmm. or I go straight into like, you know, rapid fire brain BS. So I, I lay out a few options in that way. So that's my meditate, that's not super smart. Yeah. levitating in the woods, not, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yes, please do that. I that <laughs> if you can do, do that, that, do it. And, yeah, yeah, do it, please. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying if you happen to be like me, it's all good. There's some options in there. And the last one is move, which is, and I want I want your audience to hear this from me because I used to get really like triggered by this. Mm. I have a thing called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. It's a hypermobility disorder, but it manifests in chronic pain. I, I wow. live in a lot of chronic pain. There were a few years where it's hard to describe how hard it was for me to move my body really at, at any time. So when somebody's yeah. like, well, exercise, this yeah. isn't exercise. I want to clarify exercise. Fine. Go. If you're an exercise, yeah. do that too. Sometimes when I was back in that place, I could lift my arm up and down, up and down. That was my move for the day. The next day it was stand up, walk to the kitchen back. Boom. Okay. Now it's walk around the block. Now it's walk two times around the block Mm. on this day. Now, whatever day we're talking about this, I walk every day for about 30 minutes. You know, I, I, that's what I do and you'll get there some movement of some kind, whatever your body can handle whatever ability you have, Mm. do what you can to, to start to put your body in motion. And this, by the way, this is the oldest of the old. Yes. So, right. Yeah. We have become incredibly sedentary. Yes. They actually did a study and I don't remember who did it. So forgive me, but the same, they saw the same effects for 30 to 40 minutes of light to moderate movement a day with antidepressants. Wow. Mm. That's phenomenal. I've also taken antidepressants. I'm a big fan. Let me just put it all out there. Guys, we're not here saying, saying no to that either. You got to do what you got to do for you. I think that's fascinating. So my fast, my fast ones for you are munch, move and meditate. They, they have, they begin the process. Well, that is again, like when you said, when I said earlier, we speak the same language, that is a huge part of what we teach here is, you know, small wins build over time. And it's with every single thing it's spiritually, it's physically, it's habit wise, it's relationship wise. And this is of course not going to be any different, but I love that you gave us some foundational ways for them to get started. And to me, it's a lot about that regulation piece. You know, it's both mind and body. I like that those three, three M's do that. Three M's. I'm clearly a fan of things you can remember easily. You know, I'm like three M's flow. What is flow? Finding love over worry. It's also wolf spelled backwards. And my name's Kelly Wolf and flow is wolf spelled backwards. So I'm like, Ooh, that's easy to remember. Yeah. How about that? So bizarre, but so cool that also side note, that's flow. (laughs) I came up Mm -hmm. with the concept of flow before I realized it was my name spelled backwards. That's so, So, but I would say that is an identifier of being in a state of flow as well. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's leave with just one small thing a woman can do. Let's say she gets a a small C curveball. Let's start Mm -hmm. with a small C and uh, maybe it's one of the three M's, or maybe it's that little practice you shared about in the middle of the night thing. What is one thing she can do to begin to practice this process of flow of choosing love over worry? So small C curveball you're in your car, you've got a little space, nobody's in the car with you. 
and there's really nothing else you can do except for drive. And here we go, jump on that worry roller coaster. You know, it's boy, it's fun. It's interesting. Maybe you're a little aggro with the drivers around you because you're on the worry roller coaster. The first thing you can do, and then I want you to stop. I want you to do this one thing and then stop. Don't take it any further. Don't try to do the next steps. Don't go anywhere with it. Go, oh, I'm worrying. That's it. Yes. Nothing more than that. It's just, you can say it out loud. You can say it in your head. You can do it however you want. Just go, oh, I'm worrying. And then oftentimes you'll go right back to the same thought. That's fine. Like I said, I don't want you to jump ahead. I want you to literally- you're building Just that do that. That's all you got to do. That's where we're going to start. It. Name it. Name it. Okay. We're going to start right there. It's in Love the that. flow process. It stands for finding that's becoming the observer. Mm, okay. That's identifying that has no action involved. Love Zero. It. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Kelly, I just want to keep talking. We have so much more to learn from you. Where should they go if they're ready to learn more from you? If, you know, if this is pushing your heart and you're feeling like this makes sense to you, get the book. It doesn't, I make very little on the book just, but if you want, or get it at the library or, you know, whatever you need to do, get the book. It will map this out for you in a way that I believe will serve people. So you can do that. You can buy it on Amazon, Flow, Finding Love Over Worry. You can go to my website, which is flowbykellywolf.com. <laughs> and that's Kelly with an E Y K E L L E Y and no E on Wolf, obviously, because that would spell flow backwards. Folks. <laughs> and I'm also on Instagram and I'm just Kelly Wolf on Instagram. And, you know, I just want to say to people too, you know, when we're talking about that, that sensation and you were talking about our feelings, if this feels good, listen to that and let flow be your next thing that you put in your toolbox. If this doesn't resonate with you, take this as a sign that you get to keep looking until Mm -hmm. something feels like the thing, and then go ahead and start digging your well there because there's water everywhere for all of us. You just have to keep digging. That's so generously given. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I will now share the progress pointers from this episode, and this is where I share the notes that I took so you don't have to, and those on my go-getter newsletter get this in a graphic form every single week. Number one, flow is where you find and choose love over worry. Start by seeking for more peace in your day-to-day life. Two, worry is a ruminating thought based in a negative action. When you're stuck in worry, stop. Name the worry. Ground yourself in your surrounding senses. Name the good. Choose if, when, and how you'll work on what you're worrying about. Three, allow the hard emotions to be part of your experience because many of them can be productive. Listen to them. But challenge worry because it's often unproductive. Number four, just start but go slowly so you can build a house of tools to protect you from life storms. And number five, some practical application from Kelly. 
the three M's, munch, move, meditate. When life throws you curveballs, focus on myopic care for yourself and your people. Your do something challenge from Kelly is to start with noticing, noticing when you worry, and that's it. Even the noticing is going to take you a lot of places in the long run as you're building that house of tools to help you deal with worry and other complex emotions and hard things in our lives. I hope this episode really helped you. And if it did, can you do me the honor of please leaving a review and telling me how? You can do that on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can also do it on Spotify. Um, I think you can just only leave stars there. But any way you do that, any way you leave a rating and review in the podcast app you're listening on, it helps the show in ways I could not express to you. And I would love to get closer to my goal of 1,500 reviews this year. And I'm like 400 something away. (laughs) So if you could help me, that'd be great. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. What is one thing she can do to begin to practice this process of flow, of choosing worry over, uh, over, well, love over worry. Sorry, I messed that up. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.